really strange because a wonderful Johan usually sits in this spot and today he's not with us. Not anymore. So um, I'm very privileged to take this position, but it's big boots to fill, you know, so good night. (laughs) So anyway, hello, I'm Jess Kluke. I help with the comms department here at church. We are joined by the wonderful Matt. And who's this lovely special guest beside me? Larissa. (gasps) Larissa. Tell us who you are. What kind of stuff do you get up to in church? Who's Larissa? Let us know. Um, Wow, that's a deep (laughs) one. (laughs) We've only got half an hour. Yeah, do you know me at all? Um, I am Lursa. I am co-champion of the worship team at the evening service. Um, I coach at the gym, which is also in the building. And I'm doing some, oh, I'm doing a master's, another master's. Another I've been in uni for a very long time and I'm nearly done. Yeah. Anything else? That's good. That sounds great. Solid basis. We should probably say where Johan is because you kind of said he's not with us. Yeah, he's in Poland, but why is he in Poland, Matt? We just kicked him off the show. Yeah, bye. (laughs) Creative differences. (laughs) Johan and I have parted ways. So Jess has filled it. No, no. We love you, Johan. Um, Several of our team are in Poland for our one conference, which is um, a conference for leaders of our churches across Europe and in Canada as well, the churches that I work most closely with. And so they have been um, it should be uh, an annual thing and they've not done it for two years mm. because of that pesky pandemic um, and so pesky great. <laughs> that's probably slightly so too frivolous about a, a global pandemic um, but you know what I'm saying um, they're able to go and so Johan's there and some of our uh, team are also there to get ready and film some bits for our gift campaign mm. for which will be coming up next month so that's a little heads up to that because mm. um, that's all about our sort of uh, global church planting initiative often, uh, raise money for that each summer and uh, so yeah they're in Krakow very lovely Krakow. 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 cracking on in Krakow yeah uh-huh. we Hope love that a great time yes. <laughs> <laughs> Larissa on the show means there's puns every time <laughs> every time but yes welcome to live lunch everybody this is the show where we eat some good local food today we've got Fato Amano it's a good awesome. time and we're here to unpack our Sunday preach from Emmanuel we are indeed so juicy juicy but before we get into oh yeah my carvel it was your birthday yesterday wasn't it <gasps> it was actually believe um, it or not I do have birthdays okay what did you do what did you get up to <laughs> we need the dirt. We need the juice. How does Matt spend the birthday? Well, doing what I enjoy most, preparing for a preach on Sunday. Wow. Guard. Yeah, that, that, that is what I did. Although I did take a lot of time off last week uh, to just to work my garden. Good. So that was nice At and relaxing. Carves and, uh, At Carves Garden. Well, please follow. Instagram. Ask Matt to come back, please. <laughs> we need it. Yeah, yes. maybe not. But because it's your birthday... We obviously wanted to celebrate, so no. we do have something for you that my lovely assistant is going to bring in very, very swiftly. We've that. got some oh, cake for you. I was wondering what that was. <laughs> Literally, as we were speaking, I was like, what is that? You did that so something that I did not know. Happy birthday, Matt. Enjoy. Enjoy. So, whilst you eat your lovely cake, can you give us the lowdown on what the preach was about last week? Yeah, I can do. Yeah, we are in the second part of Genesis 26. I preached on the week um, before Stephen at the Clarendon Centre preached it um, this last Sunday, and it's about Isaac, uh, who is very ordinary in many, many respects. And so that was um, what I kind of touched on last week and, and Stephen went into more detail on the fact that um, his life is not that 
um, remarkable in in some ways, but at the same time, it's, he's, his life is like super important. Mm. Like, in many places in the Bible, it talks about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm. Like he's sort of up there as a sort of great hero. And yet, chapter twenty six um, is just pretty much the only chapter that really focuses on the events of his life. And in this chapter, he digs wells, or even doesn't even actually dig wells, like redigs wells that have already been dug by Abraham before him. So it's like not that spectacular, but that's that's kind of the point you know this whole series about the promise endures how god's faithfulness and his mm. purposes work through the ups and downs and the in-betweens uh, of of uh, people's uh, people's lives in in the book of genesis uh, and so it's about that how like god dignifies the the ordinary uh, and that's a real application for us in fact we could pause on that because i think I mean, Stephen was really helpful in terms of calling that out like we do live in a society that um where everyone wants to be remarkable mm-hmm. <laughs> there seems to be a more like social medias have more pressure than yeah. ever to be spectacular no one wants to be ordinary mm-hmm. um, and that can be like a real pressure and so for us to sort of preach a message of like actually no God cares about the ordinary you know what he's called for you and it might not be spectacular yeah. that can be difficult for us because we always want to we're sort of cultures pressure us pressurizing us to be like superstars or want to be superstars mm. if you if you get recognition then you're a valid you've made person. it mm. but you as millennials probably feel that more than i do do we slightly. yeah <laughs> do you, don't you yeah i definitely do definitely yeah <clears throat> yeah i think that was something that really stuck out to me about um steven's talk especially when he was uh he touched on comparison quite specifically he was like oh it truly is the thief of joy and mm. then well, the bit i was I was like going down the street and I was like, oh yeah, that's good. And then he was like, it's actually, it is just a sin. It's envy and it's coveting what your neighbor has. And I was like, oh no, mm-hmm. because it's easy to be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm comparing myself and they try not to, and that's a bad habit. It steals my joy, da da da. But it's actually a sin. And it actually like, which would hurt the heart of God mm-hmm. because essentially you're saying, yeah, well that person's life is better than what you've given me. Right. And that, that person's portion is better than my portion. Mm-hmm. And when he's, he's, he knit us together in our mother's womb. He was so intentional and he has these amazing things he wants us to do. So for us to just cast it off, yeah. I know that really hit me. I was like, oh man. And I think that's something that has, growing up, like you said, growing up with social media, with all this, mm. I think I circle back to that all the time. Definitely, yeah, definitely. For me, I think um, in culture today, work is always such a big conversation of like, oh, you work hard, play hard, work hard, play hard. And it's like, the more you work, the better you are. You're Working right. long hours, doing this and that, success, da da da. And it's yeah. like, actually, no, it's just burnout, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I need a break. And I remember just comparing myself to other people and just the amount that they were working, I was like, oh, I must live up to them. I must live up to their expectation. But it's actually reminding myself who has God called me to be and who has God called them to be? And what does that look like for me? What is healthy, what is not? Yeah. Um, um, and I think when I did shout out to Thrive Story, oh Thrive Story, God. yeah. And there was when you're unpacking your story, and that spoilers to anyone who's doing it for the first time. <laughs> but when I was there and just getting out all of these comparisons and insecurities mm. I had, and then just to, there was an activity that we did where we reminded ourselves of God's promises and kind of we laid down the things that we were calling ourselves that God wasn't calling ourselves. The light, the enemy was taking these lies over us. We put those down and we said, actually, what does God say about us? 
us we put those on ourselves mm-hmm. and it was a really powerful moment to be like actually what does God say about me not about this person but about me and what is the enemy saying and how do I filter that out with what the Bible says and how God describes me personally mm-hmm. his promises are so much better wow. so yeah comparison's a huge thing in our society today but Absolutely. actually who has God called me to be I think yeah. is the thing we've got to focus on yeah amazing yeah and I think picking up on again of what happens in Isaac's life he goes on to yeah un- unblock these wells and he's sort of gets opposite he's like walking in the ordinary purposes of God for his life but then he faces opposition people try and stop him mm-hmm. fill in the wells again he has to move on to another one that sort of thing mm-hmm. and, and so Stephen was reminding us not to, to, to expect um, expect opposition actually when even in the ordinary when we're That's right. following God's path for us it's not going to be uh, always easy you know Jesus says in this life you will have, will have trouble so we should be um eyes open to that mm. but then there's also an application of us you know dig, digging into to God being grounded in, in in knowing well I guess what you were talking about there really about who we are in, in Christ God's faithfulness and mm. and really that's I suppose um, one of the applications of the message is thinking for ourselves about how we connect with God and how you know how our relationship with him is like cultivated in fact maybe where we should start this yeah go there for it. with it, the, the the sort of small good questions and that we've we've come up with for for this because one of them is about you know for you personally like how because Stephen gave that example of like him you know a good place for him is to go to a coffee shop and get a journal open mm. get the bible open and you know you have time there to uh, engage with God in, in that way in that context and that really works for him that's not going to be everyone's Mm. go to of yeah, how they right. engage with God and, and how mind themselves mm. so what about you what are the things that you do to dig into God that cultivates your relationship with him how does that help mm. well you yeah. woke up at 4am today to spend time with God <laughs> so I'm curious <laughs> <laughs> um, well yeah it's early man yeah it's blurry um, <laughs> early bedtimes that's where it's at um, yeah I think but even that is something that I realised I um, I did YWAM, Youth with a Mission, when I was 18. And that was like the first thing I wanted to do is like as a decision um, in my life as an adult was to give a chunk of it to God and just get like more teaching and more solid. Um, and in that, it's quite an intense schedule of teaching and um, going out into the community and doing stuff and food and all these bits. And built into that in the morning was like an hour slot for God time. But I just realized that by the end of that hour was when I'd like warmed up into it and then I'd be like man I just I want more time to properly engage with this and not just be like okay I've ticked the box Mm. of reading the bible or something and so then I started getting up even earlier um and I think as far as I think one of the questions is like yeah the third third small group question what ways have you enjoyed God in the past that you could Mm. do with rediscovering that's something that I've come back to recently where I was just like you know what in order to start my day properly without the day just dragging me into it, mm-hmm. I want to establish that I'm starting my day with God mm-hmm. and at that pace. Um, and so I was just like, okay, I need to leave the house at this time. I'm getting up two hours earlier. Okay. And that is often quite early because I coach really early or I have to be <laughs> at an office or whatever. But I just am like, well, if that's a priority for me, I need to plan my life around that. I need to go to bed at a good time or yeah, yeah, yeah. catch a nap in the afternoon or mm. something like that because it just sets me up so much better mm-hmm. um, when I'm able to I'm able to 
read the Bible for the sake of reading it and journal if I want to, um, or like, I don't know, watch a worship thing or something like that. It varies what I do, mm. but getting that time where it's unrushed. And I just imagine like if, if every time I sat down with a friend for a coffee, I'd be like, all right, we've got an hour. So how are you? How am I? How can I pray for you? Okay, I've got to go now. That to me isn't quality time. And that's, I don't know, maybe it links in with love languages. That's how well. guys do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> long-winded way i try and get up really just get up early enough tell to us more about what, what you do i mean that, that that's amazing like what what are the, do, you, do you follow a bible plan you talked about mm-hmm. like listening to worship music do you do you have a structure to it or do you not or you just like yeah work mm-hmm. it do you plan it beforehand or just do what you um i go through seasons with it so sometimes i'll be much more structured and so um like earlier at the beginning of the year i wanted to read and i still am reading proverbs every month because it has like 30 or 31 chapters Mm -hmm. and so i'm just doing that every time so that's part of it um there's been other times where i follow a plan because i was like i'm not actually i was really poo-hoo about bible reading plans and then i was like wait but i'm not actually reading my bible that much anyway so it would probably be good. So right. then I've done that. So you didn't want to be too structured, but actually yeah, yeah. the structure actually helps you. Get mm, into yeah, it. yeah. So there's seasons where I'll go through that structure and where it really helps. Because sometimes it's nice to be like, in the morning, I'm reading this chapter because it's in my plan. I don't need to think about it. Yeah, yeah. Other times I'll be like, oh, but I don't really feel like that. So I'm going to listen to some worship music because what I really feel like my heart needs and what the spirit is doing is that I'm going to put on some worship music and just like draw or just write. That's good. Um, and sometimes songs will come out of that or just mm. pictures. So yeah, there's seasons of something more disciplined and something more just free form Mm, that's good yeah (laughs) for me i i recently got a puppy if you didn't know so um i am definitely in like new mama phase of like (laughs) i have no sleep i I have no rhythm of life life. we're talking about devotional life honestly (laughs) any way to bring a puppy into this i don't know if you know but with that I, this is my first time, I guess, I've experienced like a really busy lack of sleep life and finding time with God in that lifestyle is honestly so hard. Like it used to be, you know, I'd wake up at a certain time, I'd have the energy to do this and it would be very structured in a certain way and I'd have a certain spot that I'd go to and da da da. And now I'm like, I have no time. I am so tired. My puppy wants my attention all day, every day. And it's a lot. So honestly, I think the thing that's, first of all, different seasons cause for different types of plans if you like it's not like one plan fits everybody do it this way this is right this is wrong I think different seasons mean your bible life your time with God looks different Um, and for me I think in this season like I just I just said to we have a lodger um, I said to my lodger Maisie I was like can you just look after the dog for a sec I'm going to go do my bible study Mm -hmm. so I was just looking at my bible on the sofa had a bible plan Jane Wilkins bible plans amazing she's the one so that's what I'm currently doing Um, tell us more about that what does that do? Because Jen Wilkins, um, it's in the, the Thrive Study small group. Uh, yeah. In case you didn't know that, sign up is really good. Um, but yeah, so Jen Wilkins does like a full on book that helps you chunk by chunk answer different questions on different books of the yeah. Bible. So things like looking at the context of that book that you're looking at in the Bible. Who was it written by? When was it written? Who was it written for? And that kind of context sets you up to read it better. And then there's different questions that you'll ask like, oh, what words were repeated here? Why do you think they were repeated? 
does that have any meaning? Da, 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 da. It's not just you open the Bible and like, mm, I don't really get this. It's it's like yeah, a definitely yeah. a really good yeah. guided walkthrough. So definitely recommend Jen Wilkins. Um, she's got some good Bible study plans, but it didn't look fun. It doesn't look fancy for me in any way in this time. Not that it should or doesn't. It needs to. But for me, I'm just sitting on my sofa. Me and Zizi were here and I've got my Bible out and mm. it doesn't like it can be private I think private is really good too but it doesn't mean I need to go to a coffee shop I need to have this space in my house I need everybody out it's like when you just need to grab a minute grab a minute you know so it's intentionality but it looks different in different times I think I would caveat mine by saying that I think over time I've established that I I try and work in reading the Bible every single time because yeah. there's been seasons where it's like we're meant to worship in spirit and truth, isn't it? And so there have been times where I'm just like, I'm not going to go for a walk and pray. And like, that's not bad, <laughs> but also you need the truth of the Bible. Yeah. Because um, yeah. otherwise sometimes you're like, I don't know who I am and da because you haven't gotten that truth, like Skip. God's mm-hmm. truth in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I would say even in my, yeah, it looks different in different seasons. And there might be days where you just journal or listen to worship music or something. But yeah, I have tried to over time realized being like actually I, this is important and I want to incorporate the Bible into every time mm. so yeah brilliant and for brilliant. you Matt yeah what do you do yeah I think what you both said is just amazing so <laughs> thanks <laughs> like, like okay to, I like to add anything as a parent though is there anything specific because you were saying like as a puppy mom as I have no mama, time and I was know. like Matt <laughs> <laughs> I have no children yeah. or pets, children, yeah. so I can do it. Yeah. Want. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I, well, <laughs> despite even though it's to do with a puppy, the principle is still <laughs> the principle is still the same. But actually, it is going to look different. Um, but I think probably what's implicit in, in both what you said that I would agree with as well is that something has got you've got a it's got to be a co- it, there will be a cost if you want to take it seriously. We don't make room for God in terms of your devotional life mm. there has there has to be a cost and I think I know for myself and I'm sure for others as well you start from a place of like oh I should you know read the Bible more or pray some more as like a good intention mm. and like oh maybe I can fit it in over here maybe I can just mm. squeeze it in over here um, but it never actually is consistent or never actually is life changing because you've not cut anything else out yeah. like we all fill our time <laughs> with stuff even if it's just you know TV or you know just scrolling through YouTube mm. or whatever that's we intentionally choose to do that so in order to bring if if um, you know you, you're not satisfied with your devotional life if you're thinking actually I'm not in the Bible and praying like I want to be um, you've got to recognize something has got it something's got to go (laughs) in order to do that um and so you know for the for 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 me and one of the one of the things is um, that that i used to read novels but i haven't read any in like last two (laughs) or three years because i would do it at the end of the day and but i've taken that out to put some bible time back Mm -hmm. in there and so finish finish each day um by reading the bible some hopefully we'll also read it earlier in the day as well but if I don't get to it, I know that's yeah. the time. I'll get to the end of the day. I'm not, my kids, thankfully, most of the time are <laughs> in bed by the time I go to bed. So it's not going to be interrupted by them. That's good. Whereas the morning, you know, my kids are up before I am and mm. want my attention before mm. I'm awake. <laughs> so yeah. that makes that morning time. All the parents out there but maybe, like, maybe yeah. 4 a.m. Is, is the way to go. I certainly consider that. That's good. Um, can recommend. Mm. It's really pretty. Anyway. Cool. <laughs> well, yeah, intentionality is important. And I think also, like, 
if you're struggling yourself like it's also okay to reach out the conversation to other people like it's not like we've got a perfect devotional life every day of yeah, our lives yeah, yeah. for the rest of our lives there's going to be things we face where we're like oh I just it's hard to get up and read my bible today yeah. and like that is something we all experience and I think the more we're open about that with our brothers and sisters be like do you know what this season is just really hard like sometimes I've found just telling someone it's really hard today and be like let's do a plan together you yeah. know and then you have that accountability you can reach out to your friend be like what did you think of this today and I'm like darn I haven't read that yet okay da 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 you know that's really helpful and it is like for all of us myself included if I make an arrangement to see someone I will see them yeah <laughs> if I make an arrangement to pray or to read my bible sometimes I do sometimes I don't if I'm really <laughs> honest so actually making you know involving other people and saying hey can we meet up and pray together mm-hmm. I know it's going to happen because absolutely I'll do it because I know they're waiting for me if I'm not there so good um, so that's just it yeah the bible reading plan sounded really cool as well to like learn how to study the bible like not just read it because sometimes you read something and you're like I have no idea what I just read. Or like you get up and you leave and you're like, okay, well I ticked, again, I ticked that box, but what did I really get from it? Mm. So having something to guide you and be like, okay, here's how we study this passage. We're gonna look at how many times this word comes up. We're gonna look at this like comparison. Um, Mm. So that's what I found. Maybe if that's like a thing, getting even a study Bible that has notes at the bottom or like stuff like that, or a Bible reading plan. When you said that you went into that, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Mm. Because I think sometimes it's just hard to know how to study the Bible and like where to start. I mean, like I'm not a Bible scholar, I don't know, but um, finding some kind of plan to Mm. help out guide that and that might just be what you need to get primed so then next time when you go to a different book you're like okay i'm going to do the same things and yeah. you can get so much more out of it one of the things that we um do on thrive every day we don't want a lot about thrive but that's a, that's a good thing <laughs> we love thrive um, thrive every day is about that bible reading and um, because sometimes we think well my bible reading it's just sitting down and reading the bible for ourselves but actually there's a whole breadth of ways of interacting with the scripture mm. that will actually is almost like a healthy diet of the Bible and interacting in different ways is going to be beneficial to you in different ways uh, as well. And so one of the things we talk about is hearing, reading, let's get this right, studying and memorizing mm. scripture and actually having practices in our lives to do all four of those and um, it's this hand illustration that's why I'm doing it there's four but the the thumb is um, meditating in all those things meditating it's about getting a good grip it's a bit cheesy come on on the scripture okay Um, that was good but yeah one of the things I've just started doing with my son Ruben who's who's six um, I bought just like so I was thinking like how can I engage him in the Bible and start to disciple him because he, you know, he's six now so he understands things. Good job. Um, so I bought these, like it's a little stack of like 52 um, memory verses. Nice. Okay, wow. so it's like Bible verse on each one and they're also like little like bubble letters and stuff and you can color them in. Yeah. And so in our, we have a little Bible time in the morning and but he, but we'll sort of learn so he calls them in we read a bit of bible and then we he memorizes so the good. little verses and it's like 
this is really good for me. I've not been memorizing scripture and now yeah. I'm doing it with my six-year-old and he's memorizing and he knows them just, you know, better than I do almost. Um, so I think the moral of the story, thing. we all need coloring books by the time we leave. Well, well, I feel yeah, like that's do, whatever, do whatever works. I've, you know, it's been like eight quid or something. Got them on I mean, it's these like therapeutic coloring books yeah. had a whole phase. So we just get Bring it back. These cards, yeah. yeah. Post lockdown. Here we go. There you go. So he's now got a set. We were about five or six in. And Great. Memorizing them and coloring nice. them. Yeah, so it's good. good. Do whatever works. Great. Very practical. Very helpful. We've got a couple of minutes left. I thought we would end on a really nice light one. Well, maybe light. We'll see. Um, obviously, the preach was about Isaac, this ordinary guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People wouldn't really rate him as like their favorite Bible yeah, person. No one's you know? favorite. I'm sure That's might be so someone's kind of favorite. sad. Poor Isaac, he's all right, you know, he's learning. <laughs> but who would you guys say is your favorite person in the Bible? Is yeah, saying Jesus question. cheating? I mean, what did you say? I said, is saying Jesus cheating? Yeah. Outside of Jesus. Sunday school answer, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I was saying earlier, we, we were kind of chatting a bit, I was... When I was younger, it was like Samson. You see, that's worse than Isaac. Samson. And I vividly remember. I suppose Sunday school, you think he's like totally cool. He was cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, go and do these things. Um, <laughs> and we had like a comic book Bible that we'd read and the animations, and I was like, this is sick. But then, <laughs> and then I was like, wait, he's not actually that great. And then it was Gideon for a while because there was an element of like he's hiding away, and God's like, no, I'm going to use you and then he went and did the stuff which is great but then also he's not that great and so I've I have come away mm. from them what God did through them was great but I quite like John as in the author of the gospel and uh, the disciple yeah. um, because he was just known as the one that Jesus loved yeah and I just think there's something in that that even the style Which is not of, a very self-deferential title for example. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jesus by loves. the way, maybe I relate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just love that perspective and even reading that gospel and seeing the, the tone and the intimacy of that. So I really love him. Mm, good one. Matt, who's your... No, you go first because I've, okay. I've forgotten to think about this. Um... <laughs> I think instantly I go to Daniel. I love Daniel. I love his obedience to God, even mm. from a young age. I I think um, in the Strength Finders thing, oh, yeah. I'm I very like the the journey that someone goes from A to B. Like okay. you start okay. somewhere and then you go to the next. I can't remember what the word is on strength. I thought you were going to say you have the same strengths as Daniel. I was like, oh, <laughs> cool. Wow. I really Yeah, we're besties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A to but B. That, that kind of journey of he went from somewhere to this place and you just see how his faith in God grows, his obedience grows. Developer? Is it a developer? Developer. Yeah. That's the okay. one. That's the you one. Got that's it. You got me. My, my you got me. Got yeah. Yeah. So nice I think I, I feel. Yeah, finishing. that journey is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I think I would say again, it's a, it's a it's a fairly um, uh, Sunday school kind of answer, but Joseph might be for some reason. I just love the story of Joseph, which is a shame mm. because we well we will get to it. Which is a shame. <laughs> but I mean, like in this series that we're doing on Genesis, <laughs> we're going to finish it by the summer, and we actually won't get to oh. Joseph. So, but but you know, God willing, Joseph will be another series in of itself. Um, you can just champ it on. Yeah, love love that story. I mean, it's just an incredible story, isn't it? It's yeah. a good one. But, um, nice. All right, three minutes left. Well, wow. let's finish, should we finish? Finish. Well, I can talk about it next week. Oh. I was going to say, do you want to give us a teaser? Yeah. Okay. So, 
spending my birthday looking at the uh, the message for this Sunday, uh, which is unsurprisingly after Genesis twenty six, went to Genesis twenty seven. What? Yeah, what? shock. Didn't see Twi- that coming. <laughs> with, wait, wait, who's reading it again? Who's reading who's it? Who's reading it on the, the video? passage? Can we have well, a spoiler? Yeah, I think I think we can. Couldn't reveal Luke yeah, Fellingham. Luke Fellingham. We just wanted to big up Luke Fellingham because he's such a great a, reading oh, voice. Such I don't a, want anyone uh, else to read the Bible. A groundswell of appreciation for yeah, the way so he read like, this one. Claps. We've all got already got plans for the whole Bible series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of just him reading the Bible. <laughs> the again. Bible by Luke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, carry on. <laughs> Anywho, um, so uh, yeah, I'll be preaching, uh, and it's about um, Isaac's kids who we've all already met a couple of weeks ago in terms of uh, Jacob and Esau and their sort of squabbling really? siblings um, and it's all about the blessing so Isaac is at the end of Isaac's life and he's well in the normal the thing that you might expect is that he's going to bless Esau who's the elder son but Jacob and Isaac's wife Rebecca play this little trick mm-hmm. uh, in order for Jacob to get the blessing so it's all about like basically a very messy situation with a very messy family um like but as the series is called the promise endures and so yeah that's what it's about awesome cool well we'll wrap it up there okay yeah let's do right, it so thanks for joining us thanks for having me and feeding Pleasure. me anytime <laughs> great anytime Mano, thank you so much for this pizza <laughs> it was a great one and we'll see you guys next time i guess See you soon. With your hand. <laughs> Bye. With you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>